Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, yo. Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bo. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right, not going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Four question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I am your host, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And I am the smart slayer, Doc Haas. And I am the invincible smark, Johnny Smarks. <laughs> and we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. You can check us out every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network, found on anchor.fm slash WrestleAddictRadio. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at FourthWallCast. That's the number four, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. And also, while you're there, give WrestleAddictRadio a follow on Twitter at AddictWrestle. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, episode 14. If you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience and want to show your support, please go to patreon.com slash fourthwallwrestlecast, where for as low as $1, you can receive early access to our shows. $3 gets you exclusive content. $5 and $10 gets you anything and everything under the Vegas sun. That's a shout-out to my man, Willie T. So that's patreon.com slash fourthwallwrestlecast. Please show your support and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Fellas, before we begin, we have a huge announcement to make regarding WrestleMania. So Fourth Wall fam, the Fourth Wall team has been working very hard to put together the first ever fourth wall wrestlecast wrestlemania tailgate and what a better place to do this than in our hometown of new jersey at metlife stadium so yes wrestlemania 35 we're hosting the fourth wall tailgate party we will be joined by special guests from the rant with ant and wrestle addict radio networks which includes kings of the rings podcast who got next not your mama's soap opera the gift of podcast and the 2018 podcast of the year winners rant with ant 
All you need is a $5 admission to get to get in, and that's going to get you food, soda, beer, laughs. There's going to be games. You're going to make new friends. We're going to have raffles. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have cornhole. We're going to have music. <laughs> Tons of fun. We're going to give you your daily dose of kayfabe. And fourth wall will be streaming uh, video streaming live from the event included with interviews and much more uh, all proceeds will be donated to a charity to be announced very soon so to keep up more information and details regarding the fourth wall wrestlecast wrestlemania tailgate party please check us out on twitter at fourth wall cast so gentlemen let's get right into the aftermath of elimination chamber this week we had some big surprises, but the biggest surprise I think is to see the NXT stars, I'm not going to call them call-ups, but the NXT stars that debuted on both Raw and SmackDown. We got to see the likes of Ricochet, Aleister Black, the North American champion Johnny Gargano, and the NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa compete on both Raw and SmackDown. Now, I found it interesting that Gargano and Ciampa were in two tag matches this week. So, I want to pass it over to Smarky first, since this is the yellow brand. Smarky, what are your thoughts on seeing these four superstars on the main roster this week? I mean, pretty shocking. You know, we have some title holders. We have other top stars. And, you know, no one saw this coming. And if, I mean, if you do read Dirt Sheets, you'll, you'll see that. You know, this was very last minute. In fact, scripts were being written well into when the show started. So I think it was a ratings thing from what I read. And, you know, they didn't really know what they were going to do here. Uh, I thought it was awesome. You know, there were some matchups that we got to see that I don't think any of us really thought were going to happen for a couple weeks, at least maybe months, years. Who knows when they were going to get called up? Um, It's cool. I'm a little confused as to why. You know, it definitely not call ups because we do know that they're going to be on all three brands at this point. Um, what what happened to our other real call ups? I mean, we know what happened with, <clears throat> um, excuse me, with one of them having uh, an anxiety issue, which you know I hope he gets better. But we have these other ones, and well, they've kind of been overshadowed already, and it's a shame. And I understand that you know one of them's getting a huge push, and that's Lacey Evans. But you know, yeah. I, you yeah, know. That was my. That's why I was gonna say Lacey Evans seems to be the one that's gonna get the most out of that initial call up round because and looks like she's in line to face Oscar. Yeah, I don't know what they're kind of doing with her right now with these weird walkouts and then walk back. Building heat. They're, they're building heat. That's that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, they're they're just building heat. But poor Nikki Cross, man, like she deserves it as well. That's just me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I think with Nikki, you know, I mean, I think she's a character that's a very easy to like in NXT, but harder to, it's going to have a harder time coming across in the main roster. Whereas I think Lacey Evans character is closer to what you would see on the main roster. Not saying that Nikki Cross's character can't get over. It's just going to take a little more time for her to have her chance. You know, she kind of is like going for that whole, like, Mankind, Mick Foley thing, and uh, those usually are the people that you know it takes. To, they have to be around for a while, and they have to keep just, you know, creating a nuisance for booking before they finally get their due. 
Whereas I, I think create a create a nuisance. I love it. <laughs> whereas, <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to put it. You're right. And whereas Lacey Evans is going to have that issue because she has the quote unquote look. And as long as Vince McMahon's in charge, the quote unquote look is going to be a thing. You know, on, on the whole note with Lacey Evans, we might as well touch on on the Oscar Mandy Rose situation as well because. Uh, Lacey Evans was in, involved in that segment uh, yesterday on SmackDown when Mandy Rose got a victory over Asuka. Uh, <laughs> so you still think we're going to see Lacey Evans involved in this angle? Because I feel like she wasn't, she didn't do much to show that she was going to insert herself into the Asuka or SmackDown women's title situation. But she did, you know, make a quicker appearance and then, you know, walked out and walked back behind the, uh, behind the curtain. Do you guys get Emelina vibes from Lacey Evans with this whole new walking out, walking back thing. It's, you know, not saying much. I mean, yes and no. I mean, the Emelina thing was, was poorly, poorly planned. I think we could all, you know, agree with that. And that's, you know, that's why she's not, she's not here anymore, which is a shame because she's a very, very good wrestler. Um, I think they're just like I said, this is just for heat. And, um, uh, she kind of has that swagger to her, so mm-hmm. I, see, I see it happening. You know, she's definitely a heel, and we all talk yeah. about how much we need heels on SmackDown that could, you know, that could feud with Oscar. So it's mm-hmm. the only thing that really makes sense outside of Mandy and Sonya. It's the only thing that really makes sense. But don't you kind of need Mandy and Sonya to anchor SmackDown's end of the women's tag divisions? Yes, that I would say yes, yes, and no because. First of all, aside from the Riot Squad and the Iconics, there really are no other legit tag teams. All the other tag teams are essentially single stars that were put together to create tag teams. The Iconics, I know, were back back in the day single stars, but they've been a team or a tag team for a few years now. Riot Squad came to the main roster as a tag team. I, feel, I don't think we're really going to see much in terms of a tag team division um, in the women's in the women's division for a while until the division starts to grow some more. There's not enough just, talent right just now. Just team ups. Have. Yeah, we're just going to see a lot of team ups. I think to really, which I think will be interesting. You know, it'll add some some interesting storylines because you may see someone like Sasha Banks be a two time tag champ with two different partners. That'd be kind of cool. See, I hear I hear that she actually they actually might be defending the titles on NXT also. Like the yes. women's tag titles might actually be spreading to NXT. They yes. are. Go ahead, John. They are actually going to be <clears throat> on all three brands, which is interesting. You know, I think it'd be cool if every title was on every brand. That, that how cool would that title? be? No, not just one title. No, just well, having all, all the like, titles. Yeah, right. So like having one universal championship, championship. one mid card kind of thing. Yeah. No, keep all the titles we have. Keep them all. Okay. Who cares? Universal title can be from anyone. The, the the Raw tag team titles could be held by you know TM sixty one. I know they don't exist anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Like right. and like loosen and loosen the reins on brand jumping and brand switching and stuff. Yeah, it, it yeah. happens in the indies all the time. Yeah, I definitely think they should loosen the reins on brand switching. Like I hate that they only did. Once a year, we're going to be switching. Like they just do it whenever it's right for booking. Right. Yeah. Well, do yeah. you guys feel they are all, they are already kind of loosening the reins on on the the brand splitting? Uh, in terms, well, they, of, we already see it with Becky and Charlotte. 
their SmackDown right. shows, but they're on Raw. Uh, we definitely have been seeing this a lot more lately, I think, and especially now with we have the NXT call-ups from January who still are not set to a particular brand and show up on both Raw and SmackDown, and mm-hmm. now the four NXT stars that showed up this week. Now, we don't know if these four are call-ups or if they were just, I guess for lack of better terms, taking over this week so that way Triple H had an opportunity to show stars from his brand on the main roster. Triple H had nothing to do with this. Interesting. This is all Vince. In fact, I don't think I don't think H knew about it when it first happened. Like the calls are made, and then yeah, no. Did you I, read I, that somewhere? I did. I read it on multiple places. Actually, hmm. this this was Vince pulling rank. You know, I wish he would have pulled rank in like a better market than Lafayette, Louisiana. That crowd <laughs> was fucking atrocious. That was a. Did you guys see Bully Ray's posts? No. No, what was he posted about? Bully Ray was just going off (laughs) on the crowd. It was hilarious. Yo, that poor crowd got trolled so hard by everyone in the wrestling community on Twitter on Monday night. Oh, the only justification they had in their weakness that night was the tag team, the women's tag team segment with Banks and Bailey and and that whole group. That was rough. That was kind of a train wreck. Yeah. Here's uh. Here, one of the tweets. Uh, no, this is December third. I, I gotta find it. It was. It's freaking hilarious. You, you guys keep uh, doing what you're doing. I'm gonna find I this. Just, tweet. It just seemed like no one in that crowd. I mean, I mean, it makes me wonder. It, it makes me realize how how much smaller the NXT fan community is. Like, I bet you there was a lot of people in that crowd. Who go to a wrestling match and view it in the same way that, you know, Madison, the Madison Square Garden 70s era of wrestling was viewed. Like, here's the big wrestling stars. They're coming to town. They're going to fight and they're going to do some TV recordings. And I bet there's just a lot of people there who don't really know who these guys are. Like, they're not diehard WWE. They're just maybe casual watchers who know who, you know, the big guys are. All right, I found I found some tweets. Um, all right, <clears throat> this is this is all Bully Ray. Uh, this is no, that's Boston Open Radio. All right, so polite fans get what they want, rude fans get what they deserve. Uh, Motley Crue, kickstart my heart. Uh, where? Oh, hold on, where's the other? It was so funny. Um, you know, congrats to DX. Oh, here we go, Dear Lafayette. Wake up. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. The Brock story is awesome, and Heyman tells it so well, but – and there's a picture of Bully, of, uh, Bully Ray pinning Brock. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just kind of like glossed over in that Brock segment how like mm-hmm. he basically got like crumbled to his knees when he lost the UFC title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There's some funny ones here. This is great. <laughs> I've actually I've actually been to Lafayette before. Why? I'm sorry. Oh, touring? <laughs> no, I went, went there for um a, my college buddy uh, Joe Mott. His wedding. Oh, was that's down right. There. That's where John, Joe's wedding was. The smart, the smart knows him. Yeah, and, uh, Lafayette, man. That's a that's quite a place. It's like it's a completely different world down there. Very nice people. But very just like swamp. It's just straight swamp down there. <laughs> All right, well, guys, do you think we're going to keep on seeing some more NXT stars going into, uh, in the upcoming weeks on Raw and SmackDown, or do we think this is a one-time thing just this week? That's it. Okay. Well, you see. 
Uh, we are recording this Wednesday afternoon, so this is before this week's edition of NXT, and there has been announced there's going to be a, a special announcement tonight on NXT. It Ooh. may or may not have to do with us seeing Champa, Gargano, Ricochet, and Black on Raw and SmackDown this week. We are not sure. So when you listen to this on Saturday, we did record this before this week's NXT, so hopefully uh, this week's NXT will shed some more light on why uh, we saw some these NXT stars this week on the main roster. Um, but going back, let's talk more about the main roster. So we've been talking for a few weeks now about wrestlers asking for their release. And oh, officially, man. we actually have reports from WWE and other uh, very good sources that Ty Dillinger has been uh, has requested and been granted his release from the WWE. Man, like... <sighs> It's definitely a shame. I was a fan of Ty Dillinger, but he's been off TV for quite some time now. He's been doing the house show circuit, but that's been about it. And also, if you noticed, uh, coincidentally, this was the first week where Peyton Royce and Ty Dillinger made their relationship public on social media. And then soon Mm -hmm. after that was when Ty had asked for his release. So Mm -hmm. it's cool that they tried, tried to keep it on the DL while they both worked for WWE, but... I figured that meant something. I was hoping that would have meant like an angle with the Iconics and Ty Dillinger, but I guess not. So uh, I was looking into it, and Ty Dillinger's 60-day no-compete clause will end before Double or Nothing. Ooh. Um, so he'll make a nice addition to the AEW mid-card. I agree. I think he, he would do really good there. He would have an opportunity to shine. We talked about it last week. He's not like the big surprise that AEW is going to have, but I definitely think he'll be a good addition to their roster. And, and right they, now, I think everyone thinks that anyone who asks for their release, they're going to AEW. Yeah, any chance he goes to NJPW, ROH, Impact? What do you think? I think there's always a chance, and I think, he, I think if he worked on a different... Uh, a different character and was able to build it in any other uh, in any other promotion and make a return down the road in WWE would be really good for him. But I think right now AEW is the most logical choice for most people. Well, let's see. I guess it's where the most money is. I mean, but it, it, is there money? Like, I'm stumbling over my words here. We know there's money, but is there money? Well, there's enough at least there's enough money for their first contract, and then after their first contract's up, they can reevaluate. Right. You know, it's the wrestling industry. Just because somebody goes to AEW doesn't doesn't mean Chris Jericho is never going to wrestle in WWE again. Which means he's not wrestling in WWE right now. We have Rey Mysterio hot promotions for four years, and they welcome them back with open arms. Yeah, none of those promotions were are as big in or. Like, their focal point is in America, you know. But he still was promotion hopping. He still appeared at All In. Which was awesome. True. Yeah. At the end of the day, wherever they go, it's always going to be a payday for them. So. That's business. Got to hustle. Exactly. All right, guys. So let's talk about uh, the the road to Fastlane, which is the next pay-per-view that we're going to be seeing. Uh, We've already seen two matches announced for the fast lane car. Let's talk about first the mm-hmm. SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Usos defending against the Miz and Shane McMahon. Um, Doc, I'm going to pass this over to you. What, where do you think this storyline is going? And when are we going to see the breakup of Miz and Shane? And at this point, are we going to see it in time for this year's WrestleMania? I think you probably are, but I wish it wouldn't. And let me tell you why. Because you actually like McMiz? 
I actually don't <laughs> mind McMiz. <laughs> I will go on record by saying I I love McMiz. Mm-hmm. But this is a good way, like, to say McMiz, they go into this title match of Fastlane and they lose again. You know, the people think right away, oh, we break the team up. Shane's going to blame Miz. He's going to, Shane's going to humiliate Miz right in front of his father, who's going to be front row in, in Cleveland and Miz's hometown. That he, you know, it's all set up for that. But what if that doesn't happen? What if you just make it a slow burn for that? And then maybe the next night on Raw, when Miz and McMahon ultimately come out again to challenge for the titles or interfere in a Usos promo, then finally, like, you know, Anderson and Gallows come out and they come after Miz and McMahon and say, no, enough. That there's other tag teams. It's time for us to have our time. Or Sanity ambushes this segment and does the same thing. And then there's a number one contenders match with and then it gets other tag teams involved. And SmackDown needs their other tag teams involved. They need them wrestling. The Usos are gonna Usos other opponents for the Usos. We've already shown that the Usos could do good work when they have new opponents. Because they had done really good, I think, with this whole McMahon and Miz feud. So let's create even more opponents. Am I doing that? You can't break up Miz and McMahon right away. That being said, they're probably going to break him up at Fastlane and do the first thing I said, which is embarrass him in front of his hometown and his dad. Hmm. Well, then that right, I think we talked about it last week. That's really going to put Miz on, uh, in line to be the big baby face on SmackDown. Uh, you know, it, now, now he has emotion behind it. Uh, he wants to prove to his father. So they have a whole, that's a baby face story right there. And you know right. what? Maybe that could build to a one-on-one match between the two of them at WrestleMania and then give Miz the big win at WrestleMania. Um, to this, to this I, day, I still don't really want to see the Miz fight Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. I'd rather see them defend mm-hmm. the tag titles at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess we'll see how the story unfolds uh, between you know fast between now and Mania. I'd rather see Miz and Shane McMahon like face each other at SummerSlam and have that build to that point. Like, I think this can last. You could do this. Few, you could do this for eight months easily. Yeah, you easily do them as a team for eight months and have the breakup start at like Money in the Bank or or, or, or you could even have the breakup start on SmackDown. You know, just right. them having these communications. You know, there's plenty of ways to do it and have it be a slow burn. I'd rather see the slow burn here because I think it gets other tag teams involved. And it's also two veterans helping bump the division up. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the one match we have already announced so far for Fastlane. The other match, uh, it's a match I think we're all looking forward to. I don't think we wanted to see this match happen at Fastlane, but... Uh, Daniel Bryan's going to be defending the WWE Championship against Kofi Kingston. I feel like they're, they're blowing away this match way too soon. Uh, we, Doc and I talked about it on Aftermath last week. You know, they, could, they had a prime opportunity to create a six-man tag match or some kind of tag team match at Fastlane to then lead to the singles match between Kofi and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. So, uh, Johnny, what do you think about Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at Fastlane for the title? This is a waste. This is a mania match. Right? This is, Thank this you. is a mania match. Why are we doing this here? Unless we're going to have it again. But It could. But no, like, this is mania, man. It's Kofi. I've always been a supporter of Kofi. I know the crowd now officially are fans of, of Kofi, but I have always been a Kofi fan, and he deserves this mania match. Yeah, you could have easily done a six-man tag. Even if um, if Harper isn't ready, you could have found another partner 
to do a six-man tag match. Right. I marked out more for him at Elimination Chamber than when he lost his accent and destroyed a NASCAR. <laughs> well, what, what did you guys think about the, the six-man tag match on SmackDown between the six contenders from the Elimination Chamber match? Um, did you guys notice the storytelling between Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton mm-hmm. uh, back in, I think it was 2009, when Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston faced each other for the title? Randy Orton RKO'd Kofi Kingston and kept yelling, stupid, 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 and then pinned him for the win. Kofi Kingston last night clotheslines Randy Orton and looks at him and yells, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. the only thing I, I could think about, of... I'd forgotten about the Orton thing. The only thing I could think of about this, this booking is... This is straight-up fantasy booking. Kofi Kingston beats Daniel Bryan and wins the title at Fastlane, goes into WrestleMania and defends against Randy Orton and beats Randy Orton at WrestleMania. You have such a vivid imagination. I do. I know. But that uh, Doc and I spoke about this too. The, the Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton storyline writes itself. It's a story from such a long time ago, from 10 years ago. That it all can come to a head now and finally give Kofi that moment that we all thought but, he would have had 10 but, years ago. No, I mean, no, but we had these stories from so long you're ago. It. You're rushing it. Why rush it now? You've let it burn for so long. Why rush it now? Let Kofi Kingston finish his feud with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Like, why not have a six-man tag if, if New Day wins, Kofi gets Daniel Bryan at Mania? Boom. That writes itself. And then you have a, week, you have a couple of weeks to build into Mania. And then after Mania... Then have Randy Orton take on Kofi Kingston again. Maybe have Randy Orton, AJ Styles be a number one contenders match. Orton beats AJ, and then you have Orton and Kofi Kingston, and that that leads you into into um, backlash. Or you or or you don't have to do that. You don't have to make a number one contenders match. You could push it off and have them do a big blow off at SummerSlam. Have Orton and Kofi have a big thing at SummerSlam, and then. We'll see where we're at then in terms of who wins that match. Okay, well, let's get some predictions out there. Not, uh, no matter what, they're fighting each other one-on-one at Fastlane. That's already set in stone. So what's going right. to happen here? What, where, where is this leading us? How is this going to lead us into WrestleMania? I honestly don't know. I, Me I, either. Yeah. I, for once, am, am baffled. I, Completely I baffled. Say, I want to say Kofi's going to win, but I, I, because it's on Fastlane, it, that's, what, that's what makes me question what the outcome of this match is going to be good because of the pay-per-view that it's on, the show that it's happening on. You know? I, think, I think, judging by his crowd response the next few weeks, will do a lot of things. Like If he's getting a big response, maybe you have him lose dirty to Daniel Bryan at Fastlane and set up for the rematch at Mania. At Mania. That that's definitely one way it can go. Um, I thought we weren't doing rematches anymore. You're allowed, dude. You can do rematches. Just shit. Miz and Mac are getting a rematch. I just well, don't think. I think now it's not. It's not automatically granted. But if it, it makes sense, you can still do it. Okay. That, yeah. that That's what Miz said when him and Shane were talking on SmackDown. Miz is like, I know the rematch clause is no more, no longer there, and there's no automatic rematch, but. The only way you can get a rematch that easily is if Shane McMahon is your tag partner. Yeah, because, I don't know, he 
like I, I guess that's company. okay. I'm gonna have the bosses my tag partner so I can get you know, I can get title matches and get rematches when we may or may not deserve it. But that's neither here nor there. So I think the Kofi Kingston story is going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds between now and WrestleMania. But I think this is going to put Kofi Kingston on the map as a really sought-after uh, top single star. Uh, for the, Again, he's been, in, he's been in the industry for a long time, so he's still young, though. I know he has a lot more time under his belt, but uh, I'm looking forward to see where this goes now for Kofi Kingston. It takes a long time sometimes to make it in this industry. Yeah. You know? It takes almost, it took almost every great wrestler years to really make it. Like, really, really, really make it. Look how long Shawn Michaels was, like, a tag team wrestler for right. before he even sniffed the asshole of the Intercontinental title. Mm. And on top of that, and then, then sniffed the asshole of the world title. I mean, the Rockers were a thing from the mid-'80s, and he won the Intercontinental title in, what, 92? Mm-hmm. Come on, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a good amount of years right there. Look how long it took even, uh, like, Ric Flair to win the NWA title first. He debuted in 1973, ran the mid-card scene for seven, eight years, and then started winning world titles, and then spent his 30s as a champion. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's it's not – I think sometimes people, sometimes people like, like want to rush everything along. They don't realize that this industry, it's – Always at its best when it's a slow burning industry and everybody, everything's timed out just right. I think this timing has been right for Kofi. You, just, I mean, it's all about timing. It really is. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm waiting for the time that we we see Xavier and Big E go into some singles competition. Someone like Big E, I want to see him hold the singles title, whether it be mid card or be the champion at some point. He, That's someone. He's been Intercontinental Champion. He's yep. been Intercontinental Champion. There's, there's, there's a precedent there. You and know. He was also the NXT Champion. He beat Seth Rollins for the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. So there's precedent for him as a singles wrestler. There definitely you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is what breaks up the New Day down the road. No, you no. shut your mouth. You That's shut not your mouth. <laughs> no. They, they will, I don't think they will ever break up. They will go their separate ways. They will do their own thing, but they will always be the New Day. No, it won't be. It won't be. It won't be like the shield. But but why? Cause new day rocks. New day rocks. New day rocks. New day rocks. Okay. Anyway. All right. So guys, so those are the only two matches that have been announced for Fastlane. So let's do some fantasy booking and let's discuss some other feuds that we have going on right now on the main roster and where we think this may lead to Fastlane. Uh, let's talk about the women's tag team championship, which was just uh, they just rewarded the inaugural tag titles to Sasha Banks and Bailey Elimination Chamber. I think at this point it's a no-brainer. It's going to be them defending against Nia Jax and Tamina. Nia Jax and Tamina have been the first ones to already interrupt them during their painful promo um, on Raw. Uh, it's really unfortunate because I like Sasha Banks as a performer. I've started to like Bailey for a little while as a as a performer, but the two of them in the ring together on the mic is just painful. I, I don't know how much more I, I could listen to when I was a little girl. I've always wanted to do this since I was a little girl. I, I they need more of an edge. Yeah, so well, who's telling my creative that those promos still work? <laughs> they worked when they were in NXT like three, four years ago, but it's like it's not it's not carrying over anymore. 
It on works when you're roster. first introduced to a character. When right. you're f- first introduced, maybe it works. Maybe. Johnny Smarks is not a fan of any of Sasha's promos. I do not know. I do not think she can speak on a mic correctly. Let's. I prefer her over Bailey. Yeah. Her oh, I'm not even going to get into Bailey. Her heel promos are not bad. They're a lot better than her face promo. I just. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think this team needs something. Uh, hey, you know, Sasha and Bailey still get pops, though, because they're a lot of the, the younger female generation look up to them, which I think that's great that, you know, Sasha and Bailey are role models for members of the universe. But in terms of, of being sports entertainers and performers in the ring, I still think the two of them could really work on uh, work on a lot. I would love to see the two of them work on actually being a tag team. I want to see some real tag team work between these two. I think that has to be the precedent set for the entire women's tag division. If we're going to take people like, I don't know, Alicia Fox and Mickie James and make them a, a, uh, a top contender for the tag titles in the main roster, cool. Now go be a tag team. Don't be two single stars that were, put, were teaming up for this one, one match. Go become a tag team. Go to the performance center. You know, work on being what a tag team means, and then and then bring it to to the ring. I really hope that they really do that with this women's tag division because right now, it's just two titles that are being passed around between groups groupings of two women. That's the way I look at it. It's not a tag division yet. I think that's the long term plan, and you know, I'm sure they're just trying to throw teams together to see if they get something to work, such as like. I think Naomi and Carmella could work. I, I thought they, I yeah, I thought they I were agree. really good together. The chair, I think they look good together. Yeah, and they has the right fit. And Naomi's been in a tag team before. I'm not, I can't. I'm trying to rack my brain to think of Carmella ever has. No, 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 no. She hasn't. No. So I know Naomi. I mean, Naomi's carried a tag team before. You know, so we could. I could definitely see that one working out. Right. But I think the long-term goal is that the NXT Performance Center is going to start crafting women into tag team wrestlers as they sign. And maybe that's what we see, like, you know, um, what's your name? Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane turn into that. Maybe Sky they're Pirates. the first yes. team. Yeah, why, why not? Right, and that's where I wanted to go. I think there's a reason, too, why you have Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane. They both came to NXT as two top single stars from Japan. But now over the past few weeks on, on NXT TV, they're being billed as a tag team, as the Sky Pirates. And I feel like they were doing that as a precursor to the women's tag titles being introduced. And now, like we said earlier... Turns out the tag titles are going to be amongst three brands because even Bailey said we'll take on anyone from Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. So we may see the Sky Pirates. We may start seeing the Four Horsewomen come up to the main roster. Now this may be uh, the, the the start of the Four Horsewomen battle that I think we're going to eventually see maybe Survivor Ooh. Series of this year or next year. So I think this is really opens up a lot of doors, and I do agree because I feel like. I think I said this last week. I feel like Raw and SmackDown, their women's division is not stacked enough to have two top championships and a tag title uh, that goes between both brands. They need to also dip into the NXT and NXT UK rosters because they have a stacked women's roster in the NXT brands. Mm -hmm. And I think they can get a lot of really good tag teams up to the main roster. You have Team Kick. Once Tegan Knox is back and and Dakota Kai is back from injury, they'll be a great tag team. 
Uh, so we'll see, guys. There's a lot of options there for, for tag team divisions. But, Johnny, what do you think about uh, Nia Jax and Tamina potentially facing Boston Hug Connection at Fastlane? I think that's what's going to happen, and I actually see them winning, even though we don't like them. Well, you guys don't like them. No, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. I know. Not a fan. I know. <laughs> Hashtag Tamina is trash. Wow. I know. Hard what, do you, <clears throat> what do you think the long-term goal is for WWE's women's division? Like, when will the mid-card title be announced? When will their own television show be announced? When's the next all-women's pay-per-view? You know, well, are we only doing one a year? We could easily do two a year. I think we can all agree on that. Well, it's already been announced that they are going to be holding Evolution again this year. Don't Good. When, right. Evolution is on the list of pay-per-views for 2019. So that now, okay. I think, is becoming a staple each year. That's yeah, good. It should be. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think if we see a mid-card title, it's going to be sooner than later, guys, because look at how quickly things have have just the women's division itself has grown, not in terms of the talent roster, but the matches that, that, that they're having, the titles they're being introduced. I feel like every few months there's something new. Women's Royal Rumble, Women's Money in the Bank, Women's Hell in the Cell, first ever women's this, first ever women's that, here's new titles. A lot's happening in a short amount of time. And this evolution is going to keep going full steam ahead until they just can't, they can't make any more history. And then that's going to, they're going to set the precedent for all women's wrestling. Well, when we can't make any more history, then it's time for the first ever women's buried alive match, the first ever women's, <laughs> women's ambulance match. match, first ever women's in the casket match, the Judy um, Bagwell on a forklift match, <laughs> the first ever the first ever barbed wire women's match. <laughs> oh my god! So. Yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens, but I think uh, we all agree that it's going to be Nia Jax and Tamina facing the Boston Hug Connection at Fastlane. Uh, I think, again, that'll be a good a good tag match for Sasha and Bailey to have their first defense, uh, to make their first defense on. So uh, let's stick it with the women. Let's go back, guys, to uh, what we were talking about earlier about Asuka and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, after watching Mandy Rose get the clean win somewhat of a clean win on Asuka that really really scares me I feel like they're totally ruining Asuka right now Asuka had a great showing at the TLC match they didn't capitalize on that because Becky Charlotte and Ronda became the the the, the, the front-facing topic in the women's division and then the women's tag titles of course then she beats Becky clean, makes Becky fucking tap out, and then she's not even on TV for three weeks, and then her first time back on TV, she cuts a real hard-ass promo, like Doc and I said last week was going to happen, but then, and out comes Mandy, like Doc said, but Mandy got the fucking win. Yeah. If they want to keep Asuka looking strong, have it be a squash match, and have Asuka beat Mandy in a minute and a half. And then have Lacey Evans come out. And okay, cool. Now, why is Lacey out here? And then have Mandy and Sonya attack Asuka. Like, I didn't understand the booking behind this unless they're rocket strapping. No, Doc's going to explode if you don't let him talk. You have to build the whole division right now. If, if Charlotte and Becky are moving to Raw, 
or spending most of their time on Raw, then you have to take some of the women there and give them a chance to shine. So no, you cannot come out and squash Mandy Rose if she is one of the next formidable challengers. Because right now, when you look at SmackDown's women's roster and you look at who's a heel, she's a logical choice to go out there. So at least give her something. Now, okay, she wins dirty this week. She wins because of distraction, whatever. It was odd. If Asuka comes out next week and they have a rematch and Asuka wins and it's a title match, I'm okay with how this all went down. Mm-hmm. It gave Mandy a chance to go a little bit. It gave her a chance to show what she can do in the rain with a really good with a really good wrestler and Asuka. And it just gets us a little closer to the shakeup when we can get Ember Moon over on on SmackDown finally. We can get or Natalia over on SmackDown so they can actually just you'll rebuild the division again with more wrestlers. That's what SmackDown women's roster needs is more wrestlers right now. Right. And and that's why Lacey Evans is the only logical opponent after this whole Mandy Rose thing is done. Unless you do Sonya Deville, which I guess could also be a thing, but I think Lacey Evans walking out to all these random walk, like catwalk things are leading to something. So, yeah, so I don't know where this is going to go, but I do see this leading to a Mandy Rose and Asuka match at Fastlane for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I mean, unless Lacey Evans uh, inserts herself into this story and they make it a three-way at Fastlane, it'll be nice to see Lacey Evans up there fighting for the title, which would only essentially be... Well, she hasn't even had a singles match yet on the main roster, has she? No. She's been, she was number one in the Rumble and then has a championship match. That'll be something. She, she, she was good in the Rumble. She had a good performance in the Rumble. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. And you know what? Well, let's talk about that real quick. She had a very good showing in the Rumble, but also she was off TV for like three weeks after the Rumble, and she only just came back on this week. Uh, I feel like they, they push people. They have a really good showing one night, and then they just don't capitalize on it when they, when they should. Because I feel like people that didn't know Lacey Evans prior to her coming to the main roster forgot about her after Rumble because she wasn't on TV for the next three weeks or four weeks. I think they're just trying people out right now, honestly. I think they're just, I think this is, like you said, tri- like like Smarky said, Triple H isn't making the call here Vince's. Maybe it's just Vince's way of just kind of seeing what he has down there, knowing that his product's suffering a little bit right now, right. knowing that at least there's a good, that there's a core of the audience that really likes what Triple H is doing. So maybe he's his chance of looking to see, hey, who do I like down here that I think would do good on my on my shows? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know the type of a wrestler that Vince looks at. He looks at the EC3. He looks at the Lacey Evans. He probably looks at the Tommaso Ciampa and, and Johnny Gargano too, because yeah, those guys are a little like short height wise, but, yeah, but they're stacked. Well, certainly, yeah, they're yeah. stacked exactly. I mean. I mean Triple H. I mean, I mean, sorry, Tommaso Ciampa is your is your next Triple H as far as I'm concerned. You look at him; he's got that sort of potential, you know, to have that sort of character and that sort of career um, storyline arc, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, very interesting to see what's going to happen with the SmackDown Women's Championship again. I really hope Oscar looks. I just hope Oscar looks strong going into WrestleMania, and Oscar can have a WrestleMania moment because she deserves it. Yeah, this is like Asuka's, this is the best way, this, this all leads to Asuka winning at WrestleMania. Right. No matter what, Asuka will still be champion after WrestleMania. None of these other women are taking that belt from her. That'd just be yep. silly. Another yeah. WrestleMania moment that I think we're going to end up seeing is we're going to see Finn Balor 
going into WrestleMania with some gold around his waist. Uh, he is our new Intercontinental Champion. I think, uh, again, the story writes itself. It's going to be him defending against Bobby Lashley at Fastlane. Um, I think it's a no-brainer that Finn Balor retains because I think this is now, this is Finn's rise to the top again and he's going to make this Intercontinental title mean something again on the main roster. We're going to Amen. see a lot of really good mid-card matches that we haven't had the chance to see because the mid-card title didn't mean a lot for the past few months, uh, but I think this Preach. is definitely Finn's way of growing and making his way back to that championship. So, what do you guys think is going to happen with Finn at Fastlane and then going into Mania? Pretty much everything you said. He's going to beat Bobby Lashley. I think at Mania, there's going to be some sort of multi-man match. Hopefully, there's ladders involved, multiple ladders, yes. and and belts on above rings. Those matches are always fun. Yes, multiple they are. men with multiple ladders. That's where I think this is. We going know now. you like multiple men. You don't have to tell us again. <laughs> hey, hey, what, yeah, I do. What was the last? <laughs> what was the last ladder match we saw at WrestleMania? Was that when Zack Ryder won the IC title? I think he won the United States title, didn't he? No, Daniel no, it Bryan was the IC. Cause, yeah, because he it had the, the feud with. Um, yeah, it was the, the IC. Movie. You're right. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Hashtag still here. Hashtag still here. Hey, maybe we'll see Jack Ryder in the, in the ladder match. You just said hashtag, you loser. <laughs> You're an idiot because you don't know what I'm talking about. Bones, you know what I'm talking about, I right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, is, this here. is this a Twitter thing that I missed? It's a yeah, because you're a fucking thing. moron. Oh, Hashtag okay. still here. So he's not leaving until Kurt Hawkins gets a win. So he's going to be there forever. I, I've, I missed so many Twitter trends. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> weeks, man. Get the well, fuck after, after Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins lost to the Lucha House Party this week, I think they're still on what? that losing streak, unfortunately. Uh. And that was pretty unfortunate. I, yeah. hate, I hate seeing things like that. That makes me hate wrestling when you see things like that. Yeah. I think that the Zack Ryder, who was that, WrestleMania 33? I love that. We'll look it up. So, Johnny, what do you think is going to happen with Finn Balor uh, going into Fastlane and then WrestleMania? Well, what what's going to happen or what what I want to happen? Both. I want him to hold the title for a very long time, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen because we don't do that anymore. Um, I see him retaining through Fastlane, and I see him having the IC match at, <clears throat> excuse me, at Mania. I, I don't know if we're gonna see like you know, this crazy like ladder match that we're talking about, but I don't know. I, I can't even tell you who it's gonna be against. I really because I at this I mean, point, who knows? I, I, I can tell you because they have they have you could have Finn Balor defend against Bobby Lashley. Elias, EC3, yep. Dean Ambrose, yeah. uh, throw, throw Leo Rush in there. That's six yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to add someone else, make it seven. Throw Mojo Raleigh in there. They're trying to re- reinvent Mojo Raleigh. Throw him in this and make it a seven-man ladder match. I feel like seven – it's always hovers around seven or eight people in these multi-man ladder matches they used to have at WrestleMania all the time. I'll no, take the, seven. Yeah, I'll seven, take right? seven. Yeah, it was WrestleMania 30. It was WrestleMania 32 when Zack Ryder won. And it makes sense. You know, you just you just you just 
made the mid card, you know, gave Raw plenty of creative leading up to WrestleMania for the mid card. Okay. Just by throwing all those names in there. Mm-hmm. So, Vince, again, make sure you have that checked to us in the mail no later than Tuesday. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so, my God. All right. So, look, you know, another name on the mid card that unfortunately is hovering in the mid card is Drew McIntyre. Now, this week, I liked how they booked him this week, uh, and I'm glad that he wasn't still partnering up with Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley, but he had a backstage segment with Triple H saying that he wants Seth Rollins because he deserves to be the Universal Champion. Uh, Dean Ambrose, which is very questionable booking with him the past couple weeks, um, is he a tweener? Is he a heel? Does he like Seth? Does he hate Seth? I'm enjoying it. I think it's actually quite funny how Dean is acting. Um, but so Dean and Drew McIntyre had a match on Raw. It was essentially a, a quick in and out match for Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. to get the win. But I think we can see Drew McIntyre facing Seth Rollins at Fastlane. And mm-hmm. I think there will be a stipulation where if Drew McIntyre wins, he will be added to the Universal Championship match at WrestleMania. If that is the case, what are your thoughts about adding Drew McIntyre to the Universal Championship match? It doesn't matter because Seth Rollins is winning. Damn. Seth Rollins yeah. wins. He pins Drew. You think so? Rock looking strong. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, no, you know, I don't like that, though. I think he should pin Brock, man. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I would rather see Seth pin, pin Brock. But I feel like if Drew McIntyre finds his way into this match for any reason, I think that's how I that's how I can see that match ending up. I think you do the opposite. You have Seth slay the beast, and then the next night on Raw, Drew confronts Seth saying, You may have slayed the beast, but you didn't slay me. But mm, in like a Scottish that, but in like a Scottish words. accent. Like a Scottish accent, you know, and something like that. Right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And then writes Lesnar off TV. I mean, you know, Lesnar should do the right thing. I think, you know, he's he's, he's put Rollins over once before. Right. Kind of, sort of. You know. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Rollins, is, he's already done the kind of, sort of thing to Rollins. Yeah. Right? Because Rollins, Rollins pinned Reigns, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you know, Doc, I mean, this, this just is proof now that people do listen to our show because... I think it was on Aftermath when you and I were talking last week um, about Elimination Chamber and how Drew McIntyre needs to get himself back into the Universal title picture. And look what happened a few days. So people are listening to our show. So (laughs) Drew McIntyre, you're welcome for rocket strapping you. Uh, So we hope we'll see you at WrestleMania. Called the fourth wall rocket strap. Enjoy the ride. (laughs) Um, Keep your arms above your head at all times while holding your title belt. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god uh, Alright so that's where I see Drew McIntyre going uh, Do you guys think any? Where else could he go from here at this point uh, That's He has to go there because then he's just stuck In mid-card hell if he doesn't go there No one wants to be in mid-card hell Right Unfortunately a lot of them are in mid-card hell Well one person that I can't believe The fans still think Are going to be stuck in purgatory Is Becky Lynch uh, if fucking We're still marks, on this, man. Huh? I know, right? These damn marks. It's like, look, it's all kayfabe. The injury is probably kayfabe. The storyline is kayfabe. So, 
Charlotte's going to face Becky in a one-on-one match at Fastlane, and that's going to determine if Charlotte's going to be added or not to the match. And if, Or maybe if Becky wins, they'll lift the suspension and then add her to the match. Or some, there, There's going to be some kind of stipulation in this, but I think it's all going to culminate at Fastlane, and then right. we're going to have a few-week build to go from Fastlane uh, to WrestleMania to either build a three-way or a one-on-one. But at this point, it's, fu- it's going to be a three-way. It's got to be Becky beating Charlotte and getting herself reinserted back into the match. Yeah. It has to be that. But at some point when Becky beats Ronda... At WrestleMania, because that's what's going to happen. She's going to have to drop the title to Charlotte since she's been doing nothing but beat Charlotte. <laughs> for yeah, that's like six to eight months. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, but when? So when would she lose it? Well, here's the thing. If so, there's n- nothing official that says Charlotte and Becky are on Raw. They're just both feuding with a Raw superstar. So at WrestleMania, if Becky wins the Raw title, she becomes a full-time member of the Raw roster. Oh, right, Charlotte right, will still right. be on SmackDown. So that's when you start booking Charlotte Asuka too, so that way Asuka has a good opponent, maybe going into SummerSlam or right. something for the mm-hmm. SmackDown Women's title. That, uh, But again, with the way things are going lately with uh, the women's tag titles, uh, Charlotte and Becky and uh, being on Raw and SmackDown... I feel like this goes back to what I said a few weeks ago. Are they going to get rid of the brand split for the women's division and make the women cross over amongst brands to eventually lead to a women's brand? I can see yes. that happening. Yes, I yeah. can see that happening. I feel like they're planting I can already seeds see it for that starting right to now. happen. Yeah. yeah, you're already seeing it start to happen. If Absolutely. we start seeing the Sky Pirates or the Four Horsewomen come up from NXT to challenge the uh, the Boston Ugg connection or just to come up and attack, what if what if the Horsewomen show up at WrestleMania? Oh, my God. I just, I just wrote this. Listen to this. Horsewomen show up at WrestleMania, attack Charlotte and He's Becky, so and Ronda fucking retains the friggin' championship at WrestleMania. Here's the problem with that. There will be as, a fucking riot. As, as the, listen, as the pony girls are coming down the ramp, they're going to trip <laughs> and probably fall and not make it into the match to interfere. Oh my god. So, that's not happening anytime soon. Those two cannot sniff the main roster yet. Yet. I'm not saying they, there's not a day where they'll be able to, but come on. You can't put them in the main event of WrestleMania. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Hey, but you know what? Crazier things have happened, so you never know. But I, oh, I think I think crazy's happened to WrestleMania, dude. Is, that, is anything that crazy ever happened at WrestleMania? Um, I mean, we've seen some crazy shit. Well, Hulk Hogan <laughs> did, did leg drop Yokozuna. In nine oh. seconds. And not, yeah, yeah. And but we're talking about Hulk, but we're talking about Hulk Hogan here, not to, just not Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. I mean, yeah, Hulk Media was tired by then, but at least it was Hulk fucking Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, like I said, I think that they're definitely already planting the seeds uh, for that for the women's division, and we'll have to just see how this all unfolds. Um, guys, are there any other matches that you could think of that we might see um, at Fastlane? Uh, DIY versus Revival for the tag, Raw Tag Team titles. Yep. Took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, you think so? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, man. I think all I, I really do think that I've been holding this in all show, waiting for the right time to throw it out there, and it's now. I think and hope that the NXT like call ups this week is the start of an NXT takeover. Like I like an invasion, not a takeover. And it, that's a that's right. not doesn't work. I know. Yeah, an you're invasion. not the first one to say that either. Yeah, like you know, they're getting wins. They're beating established teams. They're beating established wrestlers. Like they, everybody know. If you know, if you're in the know in the wrestling industry, you know that these guys, when they have pay per views, they always outshine the WWE pay per views, the main roster ones. Like that can all be written into an invasion. Then they come and they just start taking titles, man. You know, DIY already pinned revival. Give me, give me some DIY. Give me some DIY going into WrestleMania as tag champions. But and, the, and revival, or 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 have them, or give me just DIY having a rematch with revival at WrestleMania for the tag titles, even if they lose at Fastlane. But what then? What are Champa and Gargano doing at Takeover New York the night before or two nights? They're wrestling at singles matches. Okay. Hey Gargano, I mean. It, it, you know, Gargano, if he if he does drop the North American title in the near future, like then he can do whatever. He can just stay on the main roster. If Al, if um, Champa stays as or Champa stays as NXT champion, just have him still wrestle. You know, on a, like as a singles wrestler in NXT, you can do that. That's allowed. If I'm WWE, that's allowed. Well, but smart, you're your raw tag your raw tag division needs a team like DIY right now. I agree, but Smarky, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this question to you. It's been at least a year now. Everyone's been saying that this year's wrestle, uh, this year's Takeover New York is when Gargano was finally going to defeat Champa for the NXT Championship. With the way the booking has been in the recent uh, in the recent past, I don't think Gargano's ever going to be NXT champion, but he will have his time to shine on the main roster. I think that's what we're going to see. I think he. I think uh, the NXT Championship was just bypassed for Gargano, which is a shame because who knows if he's going to even make it to more than the mid card, which I hope he makes it past that. But you know, I think no. I think he. I think fans are really going to get behind him as a babyface, yeah. despite his like under. He's undersized, and I don't think like I said it before, and I'll say it again. I do not think. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano should fight again until they're on the main roster. Right. I think the NXT like portion, a Sammy Kevin Owens. Yeah, I think the NXT portion of their rivalry in ring rivalry is over. It should be over. Well, that's an interesting time to move on. It's time for NXT to move on from that story. How cool would it be if they were baby faces on Raw and SmackDown as a tag team, and then they go back and they're still heel DIY? In NXT? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves us except for fucking Florida. Fuck you, Florida. Talk about keeping kayfabe alive. Well, you know, Johnny, you brought up some uh, pretty good points that I do want to talk about, but we're going to talk about that right after this message. Do you like wrestling? Do you like podcasts? Well, have I got some good news for you. What's going on, everybody? It's Will Tarashuk, main host and founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. And every week, we bring you the banter, the silliness, the good, the bad, and the ugly from professional wrestling, from 
audio content to video content to our Patreon to our ever-growing community. You can be the brand and join the kingdom. Yes, Slack, even you too. What up, Boosters? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. All right, guys, I do want to talk about real quick the return of Kevin Owens. They are really pushing his return and really hyping it up. We are seeing new vignettes from him every single week. Uh, Smarky, I want, to, I want to pass it to you. I want to hear your thoughts because Doc and I spoke about this briefly last weekend. Where is Kevin Owens going to end up, and in what capacity is he going to impact uh, either Raw or SmackDown? I think he's coming back to Raw and he's going right to the top. I, I don't see another place for him. I don't. I don't think SmackDowns for him. He's a Raw superstar. Okay. Well. Oh, if, and, if and for the record, even though Kevin Owens does not listen to this as he should, Kevin Owens, I actually like pineapple on pizza. So fuck off. <laughs> so Smarky, if you think that KO is going to go right to the top on Raw, um, how do you see that? All, all panning out because they say he's going to be back in about a month so I think in time for Fastlane or probably the Raw or Smackdown after Fastlane is when we're going to see KO return so if he's going to go right back to the top and we just talked about Drew McIntyre Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar what's going to happen with KO between his return and Wrestlemania I think you've actually changed my mind on a whole multi-man match at Wrestlemania because that uh, we have these storylines brewing already, and unfortunately, I think the only place to put it would be in a multi-man match with all the people you just mentioned. Right. What do you think? So a fatal four-way at WrestleMania, Brock versus Seth versus Drew versus KO. While Ooh. on paper it looks great, I think in terms, the more I think about it, in terms of storytelling and what they're trying to do to push <laughs> Seth Rollins over... Dream I think crushers. it has to be a one-on-one match. Your dream crush. Your, your dream crushers. Uh, All you, sure. you, you can maybe add, you can only maybe add Drew McIntyre to that match. Doc. Why don't you just have... Doc. What? Shut the fuck Shut up, the fuck dude. Up, right? Why don't you just have Kevin Owens come back and be a face and put him in, like, the ladder match... You know, don't have him win. Just put him yeah. in it as a match back. And then after the ladder match, he comes back and maybe he challenges Drew McIntyre after Drew McIntyre inevitably beats Seth Rollins maybe a couple months down towards the end of the year. Because I want to see how Kevin Owens works as this baby face first. Because they're pushing him to be like, like super duper baby face going over here. His fucking kids in his promo with him. Yeah. Only fucking baby faces put their fucking kids in their promo with him. And he still wrong. has a story from, you know, because l- let's look at, it was the infamous Bobby Lashley heel turn. Bobby Lashley. <coughs> oh, go ahead, Smarky. Lashley. Lashley. <laughs> I'm Thank sorry you. I lost for you, Lashley. But uh, Kevin Owens still has to get revenge on Lashley for putting him out for so long. That's true. That's a thing. You're absolutely right. That's a thing. But I think in terms of Kevin Owens coming back as a babyface, that, that's inevitable, I think, at this point. What if 
What if at Fastlane Kevin Owens comes and rescues Finn Balor because what's his face? Um, Leo Rush is interfering in the match and costing Finn Balor the match and he comes back and he costs Bobby Lashley the Intercontinental title and that starts that. And then KO becomes the new member of the Balor Club with Finn Balor, Ricochet, and Kevin Owens. <laughs> oh my God. Sign me up. It always goes to factions with you, man. It, has it always to. goes straight have to, to factions. Build factions. With you. And you know what? You can even. L- l- let's, just, let's just bring Kenta back because Kenta was part of that crew anyway. It was Devitt, Kenta, and Steen. Yo. You know what? How Why not? that be? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that's, that's that's some high that's high fantasy booking. That's very yeah, high but fantasy. Will it booking. happen? That's high fantasy booking. <laughs> um, I mean, I was thinking more like you know Lashley and Owens feud, and they're a part of the ladder match for the Intercontinental Title. I guess they can do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we we, we can do <laughs> we can do Balor Club, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, real quick, guys, but before before we close up um, and before the alarm goes off. There's two other wrestlers that haven't been on TV in quite some time, but are due back for a return. One of them is Bray Wyatt. The other one is Sami Zayn. Now, I want to start with Sami Zayn, because back in the beginning of January, after the McMahon-Helmsley shakeup, they did show a vignette of Sami Zayn making his return soon. But we've only seen that once. Um... I haven't read any reports on where Sami Zayn is at in terms of his injury and on in terms of when he will be returning. Um, have you guys heard anything on what you guys going to happen with Sami Zayn? Yeah, I, I remember reading something a while back from an interview, I believe, that Sami actually did. Where he basically made it sound like he really was in no rush to come back and he was okay with kind of just like taking a, a long time off from wrestling because I know he's been doing it for a long time. Like it, like from the words I read, I didn't listen to the interview and I know I probably should have, but from the words I read, it sounded like somebody who was ready to not be in the ring for a, a really long period of time. And like, and it got brought up because of that vignette. I believe I got, Sammy was surprised. I believe a little bit to see the vignette. I don't know if he, if he, if he, air it. he yeah, type of thing. Yeah. Something along those lines. So, I don't think you're going to see Sammy anytime soon, man. I Do you really think he's don't. retiring soon? Is he, what is he, like 36, 37? He's is, that, is he even that old? Yeah. He's in his mid-30s. He's in his mid-30s. He still has plenty of time left. He he, he still has more shelf life to him. Yeah, or, or but his body, he you know, he, but he's, he's beating himself up. His style, man, that's a tough style to wrestle. Yeah. Sammy Zayn is three days older than me. He's 34. Ooh, look at that. Or is Sami Zayn going to be the big surprise that shows up at Double or Nothing? And we just have no idea about it because mm. they're really good at keeping it a secret. Even the dirt sheets don't know about it. I mean, hey, like I said, I always say crazier things have happened and wrestling is unpredictable. So who knows? Um, it's a shame because I really fucking love Sami Zayn. I really want to see him back in a WWE ring and I want to see him in some real good feuds. And I don't want to see him and Kevin Owens teaming up or on the same brand. They, mm-hmm. They're like Gargano and Champa. They need to separate. But at this point, they've already overdone the whole KO and Sami Zayn thing. They need to now separate the two of them for a substantial amount of time before they decide to bring them back together either as friends or as enemies. I think 
AEW is just a better place for Sami Zayn, period. And he'll be, it'll, it'll just go in as Generico. Yeah, as Generico. Yeah. And just, that's going to be a better place for him, period. Whether he tries to come back to WWE or not. I think he's going to do better. I think he's going to make good money. He's going to be able to, you know, justify the lifestyle. Right. Now, let's really quick also talk about the other superstar, Bray Wyatt. Uh, he's due back for a return very, very soon. He's not injured. They just creative has nothing for him at this point. So now let's put on our WWE creative caps and let's get Bray Wyatt back into the fold. Uh, Raw after Mania challenging Finn for the Intercontinental title, possibly. Really? I think he's more of a. Yeah, all right. I feel like we have to stop bringing people back to Raw because <laughs> Raw is already too stacked as it yeah, is. Yeah, I think he's more of a SmackDown. I think I think okay. Ray flourished then, when he was on SmackDown. Okay, then return him to SmackDown and face whoever the fuck the United States is champion is. Our truth. Same story. Same story. Whoever What's is at up? that time. What's up? <laughs> What's I hope up? it still is our. I hope our truth makes it out of WrestleMania, United States champion. <laughs> that would be awesome. And then maybe, okay, Bray Wyatt challenges our truth Bam, there you go. And then it's for the United States title instead. Same idea, different show. I can see that, but also don't forget, we still have Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, who I think were still involved in the U.S. title picture, but... They could be involved, too. That, that all happened to the SmackDown after Rumble, and then we mm-hmm. haven't seen Shinsuke, Rusev, or our truth on TV since then. Oh, I'm sorry, no, we saw Shinsuke and Rusev the following week. When they face the club, but that's been it. Yep. So it's, just, it's hard. It's hard to find time on SmackDown right now. Yeah, it's it's hard. I think all over the place. I think. The, see, I feel like times like this, we need someone like Vince Russo back. Vince Russo. Wow. Love him or hate him, I'm not saying we need him exactly with his ridiculous storylines, but he was really good at making sure that everyone on the roster had a story. Like if you think back to the Attitude Era. Every superstar on the active roster had a story, and they were all involved in something on every show, which kept everyone at the, at the front of, of everyone's mind. And I feel like right now, because the roster is so stacked as it is, we need someone like that. I'm not saying bring Vince Russo back, because I don't want to see something on a pole matches. But with that, we need to have that mentality, I think, to, to keep a lot of these big names that we have that are falling to the wayside uh, at the forefront. Yeah. No, that's why I think we need to see a lot more stables to, to give people airtime. We need to see multi-man matches. Make the mid, the entire mid-card scene can be full of multi-man matches. I see US fine. I'm okay with it because it's going to give a lot of people more airtime. Yeah, but that's going to get boring. Not not if there's a way to do it. There's a, again, yes, well if it, it'll get boring if you do it if you do it uh, if you do it wrong, that's pretty much what it comes down to. This Raw and SmackDown, to Raw and SmackDown could also trim the fat in their shows too. Yeah, they so could I, trim I the like fat to get more content. pretty good with that. I think Raw is is what has more of the fat that needs to be trimmed. Uh, you say that, my man, but like the United States title and the SmackDown Women's title have been not existed on TV recently. It's true. True. You know, so I think it's just they need to find a way to trim the fat a little better. I think a lot of focus has been on this women's tag thing, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you don't see another women's tag title defense until Mania. 
just so they can get the other titles involved again and right. make sure people remember about them. That, that, that's smart booking right there if they do that. I think yeah. that's smart booking. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe... Hey, guys, I, we got these, these other titles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we talked about potential fast lane matches, so maybe in place of the women's tag, you make it a U.S. title, a title match. That way we yeah. can maybe give that some kind of storyline to go into WrestleMania. You can do a triple threat. R Truth and Nakamura and Rusev. Nakamura and Rusev are fighting over who should be able to fight R Truth, and mm-hmm. and then they just put all, Shane McMahon just puts all three of them in a match together. Right. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. Book and then, it. And then Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. returns it. during that match at Fast Lane, which leads to a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. And we're good. Look at that. Okay, guys, then we're done for and the night. Good. Thank you. We'll see you at Mania. Cool. <laughs> see you. So, oh, you hear that? That would be myself. Um, you hear that? Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Oh, it's time. It's time. Oh, I'm still playing. Did I just hear myself say three minutes? We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in MVP. The most valuable performer this week's award winner Kofi Kingston who undoubtedly had the best week of professional wrestling I mean what a showing in the gauntlet match and then what a showing at elimination chamber where he I thought for a second he might actually win the world title Kofi Kingston the man who's been kept in the mid card for 11 years and never in mid card hell just always in the mid card it's about time. I've wanted to see the New Day at this point for so long now. They've big matches all the time. They always perform in big matches. Kofi Kingston deserves this. He's the MVP of the week. Come get some. <clears throat> well, my MVP is more like MVPs, and it is your four not call-ups from NXT because they made the most of a very quick call to travel to where they had to be in, on SmackDown and Raw, and they made great showings. And that is why they are my MVPs. They all had great matches both nights. My MVP, liker or hater, I have to give it to Mandy Rose. Dude, I was totally going to use Mandy Rose. But I the NXT have to people. give it to Mandy Rose. I mean, she got a win over Asuka, who was the current SmackDown Women's Champion. Like I said... Like her or hate her, uh, Mandy Rose has definitely improved a lot in the ring. Her character has improved. Uh, I can definitely see her being a top contender eventually. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the current booking, but I, I have to give it to her for this week. You know, she got that, she got that clean pin over Asuka. So, like we talked about earlier, interesting to see where that's going to end up in the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, situation. I'm going to be honest with you, like her and, and Sonya coming from nowhere with, you know, with NX, not NXT, with Tough Enough, like for them to be where they are is phenomenal, you know? Yeah, yeah they work I hard. Mean, There's no doubt about they it. They work hard. I mean, like, think about it. Miz, Miz, is Miz the only other Tough Enough contender that's gone where he's gone? Um, Matt I'm not Rid- counting was, Maven. Wasn't Matt Riddle on Tough Enough back in the day? Was he? I think Matt no, Riddle was on John, one season of Tough Enough back in the day. John Morrison was on Tough Enough, I know. He was. All right. Well, he, I'm talking about very current active stars. Current I don't even know who else. Yes. 
Oh, the, yeah. the, the Velveteen Dream. He was yes. in the same class as Sonya and Mandy. Yes. Oh, right. The Dream. Lied about his age, um, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Hey, Smarky. Hey, Doc. You know who was the MVP this week? Who? Ruby Riot. I fucking hate you guys. Oh, that's totally true. Oh, We're not going to talk hey, about hey, Doc. that. Doc. Doc. Yes. Wow. You know who lost at a in a squash wow. match at, uh, at the last pay per view? We're really gonna go. Know? We're going this Do way. You know? would that um, be, would okay, fam. But on that note, it's Ruby Riot. It's all Ruby right, Riot. fam. Yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna close up shop now. We're gonna get going, guys. So that was the right thing to do. We're not gonna talk about Ruby Riot getting squashed in Elimination Chamber. I have a question to ask you. What's your question? Are you still high up on Ruby Riot? Yes. I will always be a loyal, loyal fan and well, supporter of Let me remind you that Riot. she got squashed at Elimination Chamber. Okay, bye. And that's all the time we have for today, fam. So if this is your first Spend time tuning in, I am JC Bones, and you can follow me on Twitter at JC Bones. <laughs> and I am Doc Haas, and you can follow me on Twitter at D-R-H-A-A-S-E, number four, W-C. And I am Johnny Smarksalot. Which happens to be my Twitter handle, which I am changing to Ruby Got Squashed. Oh, my God. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. If you've enjoyed the Fourth Wall experience, please show your support by subscribing to our show each and every Saturday at anchor.fm slash wrestleaddictradio. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fourthwallcast. Please follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict Wrestle. Show your support for as low as $1 a month. You will receive early access. $3 gets you exclusive content. 5 and $10 gets you anything and everything else. Go to patreon.com slash fourthwallwrestlecast. And don't forget about the big announcement. The Fourth Wall WrestleMania tailgate party is officially announced. Uh, check out our Twitter at Fourth Wall Cast for all details. So we hope to see you guys at the tailgate. And if you've enjoyed this experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Goodbye and good night. I love you, Ruby Riot. Ruby got squashed. Hashtag Ruby got squashed. Peace. This was fun. I'll catch you guys later. See you later. Peace. Ruby got squashed.
Yeah.